good morning, Tucson and all of Southern Arizona. Welcome live out of the Common Workspace Studios. You're listening to Tipping Point with Zach Yenser on AM 1030 KVOI, The Voice, Daily In-Depth News, conversation and talk about the people, ideas, and issues shaping Tucson's future. And Matt Neely making the magic happen on the other side of the glass, operating the board each and every day. It's on Fridays at the end of the week where I sit back and I go, first, whew, what a week. And also, what a uh, what a gift it is to get to do this uh, with you and with our listeners talking about real life issues in real time with real people. Uh, it is uh, such a blessing and uh, love doing it with you. And uh, happy Friday to you, Matt. Happy Friday. We, we made, made it. it. We made it, Zach. <laughs> we, 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 have, we have Wednesday Eve, which is Tuesday. We have Hump Day. Then we have Friday Eve. Then we have Friday. We got to figure something out for Monday. Maybe oh, Monday we'll, is just its uh We'll work on that. Day. <laughs> but we made it. Uh, it's Friday and a full show today. Uh, oftentimes, we'll take Friday and we'll uh, talk about some of the things that we didn't get to during the week, but uh, we just keep plowing ahead here on the show. In just a minute, uh, Tom Bushatsky, uh, he's the director of Arizona's Department of Water Resources. His job is to think about Arizona's water security and future. We will talk, does Arizona have enough water? And uh, if so, how do we get there? If not, how do we get the water we need? It'll be a good conversation. We're talking water quite a bit on this show. Everything flows uh, from that, no pun intended. Misha Harrison, the executive director of experience at the University of Arizona will be our bottom of the hour guest, uh, the guru for all things South by Southwest, the innovation conference that brings the world to Austin every year. The University of Arizona has a big part, and we're going to talk about it and why they'll be in Austin next month. So fun show ahead. Let's jump right on in. Tom Bushatsky is on the line. Tom, thanks for being with us on the show this morning. How are you? Yeah, good morning. I like uh, the end of the week Friday as well as everyone else. <laughs> I'm sure. Now, first and foremost, Tom, did I get your last name right? Yes. Good. <laughs> that makes the end of the week even better. I always say if I can get the guest name right, the rest of the show takes care of itself. Uh, again, Tom is the director of Arizona's Department of Water Resources. And uh, Tom, there's so much to talk about. I hope this isn't our last, uh, our first and last show, but I, I want to cut right to it. Do we in Arizona have enough water? Yes, we do. That does not mean there aren't challenges in managing the water, and that also does not mean that moving forward, we don't need to do additional augmentation, looking for new supplies, more conservation, and other management tools that are necessary to maintain uh, the fact that we have enough and will continue to have enough out into the future. Tom, I think uh, you know certainly one of the things that has driven uh, my desire to have more conversations about this. Uh, was last summer when we started to see some tier one cuts. The Colorado system, which supplies 36% of Arizona's total water use, has uh, experienced drought over the last uh, 19 years. Lake Mead is dropping to low reservoir levels. Uh, and this is the stuff that takes up the, the air, and it should, uh, in the papers, in the media, on the radio. And uh, but but what we don't talk about, Tom, 
uh, is that this uh, we didn't wake up one day and went, oh my goodness, Lake Mead is historically low. My understanding is you and your team and your office and the Arizona Department of Water Resources over the years has expected uh, these uh, lowering levels of water. Uh, Arizona has been building innovative water management strategies. We just don't know about them. We don't talk about them. What are those, Tom Bushetsky? What has Arizona been doing to preserve our water future? So one of the most unique things that we do and what we have done is we've stored water underground, water that has come from the Colorado River, and we didn't need it that day for any direct use. So it has been stored under the ground for the times potentially when municipal and tribal, in some cases, water shortages from the Colorado River and other supplies uh, could be upon us. We've stored um, statewide about 13 million acre feet. Put, to put that in perspective, in Phoenix area, three families live on an acre foot of water per year. In the Tucson area, closer to four families per year. So that gives you some context about what 13 million acre feet needs or would actually supply. On the other end, since 2007, building in 2019 and building on some things we just signed on to in December, we put into place restrictions. You mentioned the tier one shortage uh, that will help slow the decline of late need. Since 2014, those restrictions, which really just are kicking in this year in 2022, plus other conservation, purposely conserved water that has been kept in Lake Mead. Uh, there is 60 feet of water in Lake Mead. Uh, if you can imagine how much water that is with a lake that big. And that 60 feet of water has come from Arizona, California, Nevada, and the Republic of Mexico. And I raise that because the strategy of collaborating with uh, our folks that share the river and in our region is an absolute it's something we absolutely need to do moving forward. We, ha- we need to even collaborate more than we have in the past. And mm-hmm. to come to a place for Colorado River in which we recognize that we are all connected and that we share in the benefits of the river and we share in the risks of the river from the tip of the river in Wyoming all the way down to the end of the river in Mexico. We're with Tom Bushatsky this morning. If you just jumped in, the director of Arizona's water, our Department of Water Resources. Tom, I, I would love to pick your brain on the on the D word that has uh, taken up a lot of conversation since the governor mentioned it earlier in in, in January uh, as a water resource innovation. I'll leave that to the second segment. But uh, to wrap this one up, uh, I. Uh, we take calls, 520-790-2040. I also try to monitor messages and emails that come in from listeners. Uh, a listener messaged in and said, do we have enough water for the next 100 years, which is required by law for all new developments, that 100-year requirement? How is Arizona doing statewide and regionally uh, in the different parts of Arizona uh, on that legal requirement? Are we still operating by that standard? 
we are operating by that standard. Uh, but I will say that in Pinal County, uh, we are at a place where the physical availability of groundwater over the 100-year time frame has gotten to a point where essentially all of the water is allocated. And uh, we have not been able to approve any new application, and I emphasize the word new, probably for the last three to five years. People that are already in their homes, their homes were already certified to have the 100-year water supply, so they're not really implicated, but it's about new home building. And it's a big challenge because we have a housing shortage generally, and we have an affordable housing shortage. Yet that program remains strong. Uh, and I will say this, while that challenge daylighted first in Pinal County, um, if you think about the fact that we've been allocating water supplies and groundwater since 1980, so 40 plus years, it is a finite water supply. Sooner or later, other areas in our central and southern part of the state where that program applies, they will hit that same limit because it is a finite supply. We're working on groundwater modeling techniques. When we have those models updated, we'll have a better idea when that's going to happen in areas other than Pinal County. But mm -hmm. if you just think logically, it will occur everywhere eventually, unless we find new water supplies or can move water supplies that are available from one part of the state to other parts of the state. And that's what Governor Ducey's speech was really all about. Well, Tom, I couldn't have asked for a better segue. On, on, our, on the other side of our first break, I would love to uh, both maybe circle back to, that's the word of the year, I think, circle back to uh, some of these themes. But I, I want to talk about uh, desalination, the idea that was brought up by Governor Doug Ducey. He wants to commit a billion dollars uh, to tackle... Uh, this addition of water resources and it's it's been in the news a lot lately but uh, we've only begun on this show to, to talk about what does it actually mean what does it actually look like we'll be back in just a minute with Tom Buschatsky the director of Arizona's Department of Water Resources and don't forget the director of experience from the University of Arizona uh, is heading to South by Southwest the University of Arizona has a large presence at this global innovation gathering in Austin that happens every spring We'll talk to them about why they're there and what they hope to get out of it, what it means for Tucson. We'll be back here on Tipping Point, AM 1030, KVY The Voice. We're talking water security in the state of Arizona. Don't go anywhere. Listen to the live stream and find podcasts of your favorite shows at KVOI.com. Hey guys, and yeah, I mean guys, if you're a man over the age of 30 and you want to accelerate fat loss, gain lean athletic muscle, and build habits to maintain results, then the Sustainable Strength System is for you. I'm hanging on to 30 pounds myself that I don't need, and in this new year, I signed up with Akil for this 90-day program that coaches you through reaching your fitness goals with a focus on intelligent programming, nutrition, injury prevention, and lifestyle. If you're ready for a three-month journey to help better your health and strength, go to SustainableStrengthSystem.com. 
Hey you, if you're like a lot of people in Tucson, you'd love to look at a new home while interest rates are still low, but you hear prices have gone up, competition is fierce, and you'd just rather avoid the hassle. I'm Kathleen Jernigan with CNC Partners, and I want to tell you that you can make the move now. Our team is one of the most successful in greater Tucson, helping buyers get results in this hot market. Call 520-406-0233 and let us know you heard us on Tipping Point to schedule a no-strings-attached conversation to see if we can be on your team. Located just two doors down from the Rialto Theater, Little Love Burger opened just last fall and is serving up the juiciest scratch-made hamburgers, loaded hot dogs, have ice cream milkshakes, lovable local brews, and the most addictive breakfast sandwiches. They're open Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Friday and Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. Follow their beat on Instagram and Facebook at Little Love Burger Tucson and mention you heard about them on Tipping Point for 15% off your next order. In 1994, the University of Arizona took the bold step of acquiring an industrial park in southeastern Pima County and transforming it into a university research park. With over 25 years of success, Tech Parks Arizona continues to advance innovation. Whether it's the nearly 60 startups at the University of Arizona Center for Innovation or the new Tech Park at the Bridges currently under construction, they are integral in shaping the future of Southern Arizona. Tech Parks Arizona, moving innovation at the speed of business. Tucson, your Tucson Museum of Art is pleased to present the Patrick Martinez Look What You Created exhibition and his first solo museum exhibition in the American Southwest. Los Angeles-based artist Patrick Martinez explores sites of personal, civic, and cultural law sustained over recent years in America. Opening just this month through April 24th, you can go see it in the Castor Family Wing of Latin American Art. TucsonMuseumOfArt.org to get your tickets now. In 2021, FC Tucson was just getting started. We're building something special that all of Tucson can be proud of. Don't miss FC Tucson in action in 2022. Secure your season tickets now at fctucson.com or call 520-600-3095 and download the FC Tucson app in the App Store or Google Play to get updates on MLS preseason as FC Tucson welcomes the biggest teams in U.S. soccer in January and February. This is Kate Delaney. Tune in later tonight as we talk about everything that happened throughout your day. Tonight at 10 on 1030 KVOI, The Voice. And we're back to Tucson and all of Southern Arizona here live out of the Common Workspace Studios. You're listening to Tipping Point with Zach Yenser on AM 1030 KVOI, The Voice. We're with Tom Buschatsky this morning, the director of Arizona's Department of Water Resources. And we're talking about, does Arizona have enough water? And the answer uh, is yes. And there's four different uh, streams, again, no pun intended, uh, of uh, water resources. However, um, there is a need to explore water augmentation. And uh, that's part two of our conversation. Tom Buschetsky, uh, the, uh, the, the topic of desalination has become a statewide conversation since Governor Doug Ducey said he wants to commit a billion dollars to exploring uh, desalination here uh, to provide water and to bring water into Arizona. But what I found interesting uh, is that the Arizona Department of Water Resources has a Governor's Water Augmentation Council. 
there's a governor's water augmentation innovation and conservation council that has been happening for a number of years and a committee of that uh, is focused on desalination there's a desalination committee that's been meeting for a number of years and uh, uh, you briefed in 2018 as far back then Tom Boschatsky, you briefed state legislators and others uh, on desalination. So this has been a kind of underground uh, conversation for a number of years. Uh, give us the pros and cons. This is maybe one of the most intriguing water augmentation ideas. Give us the pros and cons of desalination uh, to bring water to Arizona. Um, so the pros are that it, it would be a new water supply. And that water supply would be extremely reliable. It wouldn't be subject to the vagaries of Mother Nature and the shortages that we're seeing on our Colorado water supplies. Uh, the cons are it's more expensive than what people are used to paying for water, maybe by about twice as much or mm. maybe even more, depending on how much water you use in your home. Uh, yet, there are also some costs, obviously, attendant to the infrastructure and part of the debate about desalination honestly is the amount of energy that is needed and that is used to desalinate the water and what that means for climate change and the carbon footprint that energy might create there certainly are lots of opportunities to incorporate solar and renewable energy into the profile for desalination plants. I want to make sure uh, the, the listeners understand the Governor's Council and the Augmentation Committee you referred to, they're looking at desalinating brackish groundwater within the state of Arizona. Hmm. Um, we are also looking at partnering potentially with those entities that have oceans, like Mexico. We have been working with Mexico for many years now. I am actually the United States delegation co-chair of a binational work group looking at potential opportunities for desalination in the Sea of Cortez. My counterpart for the state of Sonora has been the Mexican delegation co-chair. We published a report in June of 2020 we're going to have another report that further refines those opportunities. Uh, in reality, we're probably eight to ten years away from having a plant uh, in the Sea of Cortez in Mexico. Uh, lots of work still to be done, uh, but there is a real opportunity there. And this goes back to part of the water treaty on the Colorado with Mexico. It goes back at least till 2012 and other discussions that even started prior to that point in time. Very interesting. And and uh, re remind me, part of the deal might be that if we could figure out a Sea of Cortez desalination, that that might include a deal to uh, bring into Arizona, Colorado River allotments to California and Mexico currently. I think I've got a general idea there, but I have, might have the specifics wrong. Can you clarify what that looks like? So we are talking with Mexico about moving the water, uh, the desalinated water, up in the area of the Colorado River 
where Mexico diverts their Colorado River water, which is south of Yuma at Moremos okay. Dam. And then that water uh, would be exchanged for Mexico's Colorado River water, and you could divert it, for example, at Lake Havasu through the Central Arizona Project. That's a concept. Um, in the 2020 report, we have discounted at this point in time having a pipeline crossing the border with that desalinated water into Arizona, but that is not out of the realm of possibility for a way to deliver that desalinated water into uh, the state. The exchange mechanism allows larger partnerships that can include Nevada, California, Arizona, and Mexico. So there's more flexibility, more partnerships. And Nevada and California have been working with us in this binational work group. Uh, So they're part of the discussion as well. Tom Buschatsky is with us, the director of Arizona Department of Water Resources. Uh, I have a couple minutes left, too, specifically, (laughs) Tom, and it's going to fly. But basically what I'm hearing from you is that, you know, there might be ways where uh, we can uh, work to decrease our water usage, especially uh, agriculture, uh, which I think is 70 plus percent of our water usage in the state. We can continue to uh, work on conservation. My, my, looking at the data, Tom, it seems like uh, we uh, have a better match in conservation on the individual and urban level than maybe we ever have. Agriculture is still that big, hairy problem. But then there's also the augmentation. How do we add more water resources? Uh, desalinating brackish water in the state is one. Desalinating uh, water from the Sea of Cortez could be another. Is that is that a good summary of what we talked about today? continue to conserve, uh, continue to augment, and overall we're in a much better position than we probably give ourselves credit for? Absolutely, we are in a much better position. We have a history of being very transparent in terms of how our water uh, is managed. Uh, And that includes addressing challenges, and that includes looking out, as you talked about earlier, the 100 years in a lot of cases. And that potentially can look like that's a negative thing, but we always stay ahead of the curve and we don't want to get behind the curve in a place where you can't catch up and fix whatever challenges you have. I want to make a point too. The governor did directly focus on the desalination in his speech, but in a press release that attached to his state of the state speech, he specifically listed conservation, uh, and increasing the use of recycled water, things like that. That was part of his billion-dollar idea, building upon something created in the last legislative session in 2021 called the Drought Mitigation Fund and Board. Mm. So the concept is to expand the authorities. That board had the authority to bring augmented water supplies into the state from out of the state. Mm. This expansion will allow many more things to be done to conservation, the recycled water deploying deploying water we have in our state. So it is a very big step forward for our state to expand that trial mitigation board and their responsibilities. Tom Buschatsky has been with us, the director of Arizona's Department of Water Resources. Tom, thanks for doing this. Let's do it again soon. Be happy to do so. Thank Thank you, sir. 
1994, the University of Arizona took the bold step of acquiring an industrial park in southeastern Pima County and transforming it into a university research park. With over 25 years of success, Tech Parks Arizona continues to advance innovation. Whether it's the nearly 60 startups at the University of Arizona Center for Innovation or the new Tech Park at the Bridges currently under construction, they are integral in shaping the future of Southern Arizona. Tech Parks Arizona, moving innovation at the speed of business. Hey guys, and yeah, I mean guys, if you're a man over the age of 30 and you want to accelerate fat loss, gain lean athletic muscle, and build habits to maintain results, then the Sustainable Strength System is for you. I'm hanging on to 30 pounds myself that I don't need, and in this new year, I signed up with Akil for this 90-day program that coaches you through reaching your fitness goals with a focus on intelligent programming, nutrition, injury prevention, and lifestyle. If you're ready for a three-month journey to help better your health and strength, go to SustainableStrengthSystem.com. Tucson, your Tucson Museum of Art is pleased to present the Patrick Martinez Look What You Created exhibition and his first solo museum exhibition in the American Southwest. Los Angeles-based artist Patrick Martinez explores sites of personal, civic, and cultural law sustained over recent years in America. Opening just this month through April 24th, you can go see it in the Castor family wing of Latin American art. TucsonMuseumOfArt.org to get your tickets now. Life isn't about money, but how you handle money impacts everything. The Ramsey Show, today at 1 on 1030 The Voice. back Tucson and all of Southern Arizona. Good morning to you. Welcome live out of the Common Workspace Studios. I'm your host, Zach Yenser. You're listening to Tipping Point on, on 1030 The Voice. It's our Friday show, uh, and it's a full one. We just got off the line with Tom Buschatsky, the director of Arizona's Department of Water Resources. Uh, his job is to think about Arizona's water security and future and uh, we started what I hope is a series of conversations with him and others about Arizona's water future. And uh, to really dig in, we know that water is a, uh, is a precious resource, uh, but are we, do we have enough? Uh, how do we keep conserving? And how do we augment and grow our water supply? It's a conversation um, I think we need to be having uh, and I'm fascinated to learn, you know, things like uh, uh, that Arizona has stored uh, nearly three trillion gallons of water for future use. And we know that the water that comes into Tucson, we only spend a minority percentage uh, of it and have stored it for future use. So an interesting conversation as we think about the growth of a rapidly growing state, uh, how much can we sustain? How much should we sustain? What are our water resources uh, to back it up? It's a conversation that I really wanted to get into the weeds on on this program, and I know many people find it an important topic as well. Uh, I'm excited to completely shift to a different area of conversation. Uh, on with me now is Misha Harrison, the Executive Director of Experience Marketing and Brand Management for the University of Arizona. The University of Arizona will be at South by Southwest in Austin, Texas, a global innovation and technology uh, and arts conference that has been continuing to grow. And uh, we're happy to have Misha on to figure out why is the U of A there and what value is it 
to us here in Tucson. Misha, good morning to you. Thanks for being with us on this Friday. Yeah, good morning, Zach. Glad to be here. So I got to get this question out of the way. What is uh, what is an executive director of experience marketing and brand management mean and do? Uh, you know, I get that question all the time, especially from my parents. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I think a lot of folks understand what marketing and branding is from a mass media perspective. You know, you make commercials and you talk to people um, in ads, and what happens is you go from that, and you expect people then to come onto campus and basically spend the next four years of their life invested at the University of Arizona. And we find that in between that first touch and actually choosing to invest, there has to be a lot more deeper conversations. And so that's what we do. We walk in and say, you know, we need to have something that's more immersive, more individualized, and addressing exactly what that potential audience member or that potential student or that potential faculty member needs. And so that's where we step in. So that's why we're at South By, because we're doing something that's completely immersive, and we're going to basically take a bit of Tucson, a bit of the University of Arizona, and plop it down in the center of South by Southwest so when people walk into the Wonder House, they're going to get a real sense of what Arizona has to offer, what Tucson has to offer, and what the university has to offer. Does that make some sense? It does. Very cool. Uh, so before we before we get into it as well, uh, give us a quick summary of South by uh, South by Southwest. It started out as a music conference, uh, probably what two three decades ago at this point now, Misha, and and it's yeah. become so much more than that. So so give us the little description of South by. Well, sure. Yeah, it did start as a music festival back in the 80s, and then in the mid-90s, they added what they called an interactive. And then what happened with interactive is it became kind of this really interesting behind-the-scenes tech conference. And then they started doing film premieres, and then all of the film industry started showing up, and then they added gaming and then comedy. And so what you have is people coming from around the world and very much so from around the nation, uh, to get this really interesting mix that you wouldn't have at a normal conference. So you've got four, five festivals happening at once and a conference happening at the same time. So what you end up with is people in government and in industry and in the creative industries all talking together at the same time. And so what you end up with is the kind of networking that I don't think you could get at a standard conference that's really more focused on your specific industry. So you have like Twitter launched at South by. Who knew, right? And then at the same time, you had the entire uh, political te- uh, ticket from the Democratic Party there in 2019, um, talking about what they're going to do if they were to get elected. And then I realized I went to a few sessions where I had the Department of Defense and Homeland Security and a whole bunch of entrepreneurs in the room. So it's just this wonderful mix that you don't get anywhere else of professionals in all these different fields who get a chance to actually speak to each other and maybe brainstorm about new ways to work together and also kind of stealing ideas from each other in a really good way. That's very cool. Uh, and and so so what is the, you call it the Wonder House, what, what, what is the University of Arizona uh, pitch about itself? At a, at a venue like this? 
Well, I mean, the Wonder House itself, we're basically taking the restaurant Fogo de Chao, which is right across from the convention center, the heart of the whole festival, and we're wrapping it entirely into Wonder, which has been our campaign for the last couple of years. So Wonder makes us do all these amazing things that we do. It's like, you know, the baseline of curiosity and uh, discovery. And so what we're doing in this space is we have completely changed it. It doesn't look like a restaurant anymore. And we're doing a surround scape uh, where speakers can talk in the round. So, for example, some of the things that we're doing, um, we've got science there, a social and behavioral sciences there, architecture, arts, faculty from across the university are coming and speaking in TED Talk style in this space. So, for example, Danny Delagistina um, from Osiris Rex, the, um, you know, the head of imaging scientist for that, is going to be talking about, you know, they didn't understand what they were going to run into when they hit Osiris Rex, uh, not literally. Um, and so there was a whole lot of engineering challenges that had to happen all the way to it, and then once they got there in order to understand it. So she's going to walk us through what that feels like, how does that work, and while we're doing that the entire audience and she will be in this immersive scape with LED screens, kind of like a big cylinder, all the way around, so that the whole audience is going to be completely surrounded by space and Osiris Rex and Bennu coming out, um, literally having it fly through the air all around us. And you know, science, space science is one, but we also are really extraordinary at climate. And you were just talking about how Tucson has managed water so well. And you know, the university is number one in water research across the globe. Well, so we have uh, folks talking about climate and about water, specifically Jess Tierney, um, who is uh, in hydrology and atmospheric sciences. She's going to talk about the ICPP uh, climate report and talk to us about, you know, what's happening with our uh, carbon dioxide levels in the air and be able to actually show it while we're inside it. And we think that because we're taking these talks, it's not just science, but we've also got lots of arts coming. Um, our social sciences are going to be really interesting. I think one of the one of the things that we're going to be able to show often and thereby show the world is that we have because of where we live, because we are at this really interesting intersection of culture and this really interesting intersection of giant skies and arid desert, we study things that are actually very, very important to where the world is at right now, and we have things to offer. So when I talk about space sciences, that's one thing. Water is critical, but also culturally, we are at such an interesting space. So we've got um, Monica Ramirez Andreota, who does citizen science and is empowering communities that are traditionally underrepresented to understand what's happening with the water around them and ha- helping them to understand how to speak to it so that they can advocate for themselves. And that's just a few. I mean, we also have tremendous, um, I would say, smarts in the digital and visualization world. Obviously, our, our school of theater, film, and television is extraordinary. And then on top of that, we have tremendous. Um, IT ability. So one of the projects that's going to be, I think, rather wonderful that's in uh, development and will be ready for South By and launching at South By is called Stellarscape. And that is um, K.E., who is 
excuse me, faculty at the Fred Fox School of Music, and Chris Impey, who's over at Lunar Planetary Laboratories, and Wynne Burleson, who leads the Sensor Lab at the iSchool, have put together this amazing performance of music and dance and interactive visualization. And so there, that will show it'll be about an hour, and it will surround people in the birth of a star. And it's a wonderful interpretation that will be, you know, that's been filmed specifically for the surroundscape. And again, the audience is going to be in the middle of the film. So, yeah, we've got, oh, I don't know, architecture, arts, social behavioral sciences, science, um, water, climate, you name it. I think our, our whole goal is to let the whole world know that, um, you know, University of Arizona is a player in this space. Uh, this is this is really cool. There's so much uh, Misha Harrison, uh, the executive director of Experience Marketing and Brand Management at the University of Arizona, mentioned uh, that piqued my interest. I heard a lot about space. Uh, we had Dr. Robbins on the show a few weeks ago to talk about Southwest Space City, uh, which is kind of my campaign. <laughs> Uh, in this it. little in this little venue that I have here, to say yeah. that at Tucson, in so many ways, in partnership and via the university in the first place, has so much to plant its flag on the ground and say we are great at space and the business and science of space and space exploration and space technologies. Uh, I'm so happy to hear that that's going to be front and center in what we sell about our university and our community mm -hmm. to the world at South by Southwest. I heard that multiple times, Misha Harrison. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we are so amazing at space and asteroids. And I think that we'll have the opportunity this year to launch for the first time. But don't think this is the only time we're going to go to South by. This is just the beginning where we are intending to make tremendous connections. As you know, um, in Austin and around uh, Texas, there's a great deal of the space industry there. Well, if we can't get them to come to Tucson, we can go to them, talk to them, and tell them about our extraordinary work here and how we can partner and how we can work together and basically to help them stand up and take notice of Tucson. So the other pieces that I think we really want to set out, so I appreciate that we, we love space, but I don't want to. Um, I don't want to uh, let the arts or architecture uh, fall by the wayside also or either because we have to recognize in this arid desert that we're in, Architecture is also something that we are extraordinary at. I mean, you have to recognize that the challenges that we're coming into now as a planet, um, many of that has to do, many of those have to do with our built environment and our College of Architecture, Planning, and Landscape Architecture. We have lots of different architecture uh, faculty who are coming to speak. Uh, they are going to be talking about how we can build to take advantage and adapt to this new environment that we're dealing with, you know, warmer temperatures, uh, more extreme environments, and uh, dealing with the fact that, you know, equity is, is a big deal, and we have to be able to speak to it. So we have um, Kenneth Kokroko and Kendra Heisen are going to be talking about um, 
being able to understand how to plan your own city and making sure that you have a voice in how your city is planned. Um, I love that uh, Kirk Diamond is going to be talking about green rooftops, which is what we have on the top of ENR2 right now. Um, and then one of Greg Baron Gafford's uh, grad students is going to be coming and talking about what happened uh, with agrivoltaics, you know, which is something that's also been a really big part of the fact that we're in this arid desert, but hey, you can grow things under solar panels. So I think, yes, we have a lot of space science, and I'm really proud of it, but I'm also really thrilled to talk about our architecture, our arts, and um, Another one that I think is really cool, and you can stop me anytime because I can go for days. We've got three solid days of programming and speakers and Misha, music. Yeah, I'm going to take you up on that only so that we can go to a break and then come back and keep going. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> since since, <laughs> I, since since you're ready to take a pause, I think it's a good time to do it. We'll have uh, okay. time on the other side and uh, so much to talk about. And uh, let's do that. This segment is sponsored by Little Love Burger. They opened downtown last fall. Little Love Burger serving up the juiciest burgers, little hot dogs, some ice cream milkshakes, local brews, and breakfast sandwiches. You can follow them on social at Little Love Burger for their most current hours. And mention you heard about them here on Tipping Point with Zach Enser for 15.15% off your next meal. Matt, let's go to our final break of the hour. When we come back, we'll return. Misha Harrison is with us, the Executive Director of Experience Marketing and Brand Management. What is the brand that we communicate about ourselves to the world at South by Southwest in Austin next month? Misha's answering that question. It's a pretty cool conversation. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere, Tucson. More on the other side. The next generation of talk. Tipping Point with Zach Genser. 1030. The Voice. Hey you, if you're like a lot of people in Tucson, you'd love to look at a new home while interest rates are still low, but you hear prices have gone up, competition is fierce, and you'd just rather avoid the hassle. I'm Kathleen Jernigan with CNC Partners, and I want to tell you that you can make the move now. Our team is one of the most successful in greater Tucson, helping buyers get results in this hot market. Call 520-406-0233 and let us know you heard us on Tipping Point to schedule a no-strings-attached conversation to see if we can be on your team. In 2021, FC Tucson was just getting started. We're building something special that all of Tucson can be proud of. Don't miss FC Tucson in action in 2022. Secure your season tickets now at fctucson.com or call 520-600-3095 and download the FC Tucson app in the App Store or Google Play to get updates on MLS preseason as FC Tucson welcomes the biggest teams in U.S. soccer in January and February. Impact of Southern Arizona serves 52 zip codes in Pima and Pinal counties and reinvests $2.5 million a year into the community. Join us for our Impact Expo on Tuesday, March 2nd, at the Tucson Chinese Cultural Center, where we'll be bringing a national speaker along with local partners and the community together to talk about how we can help people move from just getting by in a getting-ahead world to improving their life in our region. Go to impactsoaz.org for more information and to support Impact of Southern Arizona in improving lives and inspiring futures. 
The economy is moving forward, and Arizona businesses are looking at new opportunities and challenges as we emerge from COVID-19. Leading companies are planning how to respond to new business and rebuild their teams and are looking for critical talent now. The right talent in key positions will make all the difference, and having a trusted and dedicated talent acquisition partner will give you an edge. Devin and her team at Talent Store will connect you with top talent while positively impacting time to hire, retention, and your employer brand. Learn more by visiting yourtalentstore.com and schedule time with Devin and her team. Hey guys, and yeah, I mean guys, if you're a man over the age of 30 and you want to accelerate fat loss, gain lean athletic muscle, and build habits to maintain results, and the sustainable strength system is for you. I'm hanging on to 30 pounds myself that I don't need, and in this new year, I signed up with Akil for this 90-day program that coaches you through reaching your fitness goals with a focus on intelligent programming, nutrition, injury prevention, and lifestyle. If you're ready for a three-month journey to help better your health and strength, go to sustainablestrengthsystem.com. Located just two doors down from the Rialto Theater, Little Love Burger opened just last fall and is serving up the juiciest scratch-made hamburgers, loaded hot dogs, have ice cream milkshakes, lovable local brews, and the most addictive breakfast sandwiches. They're open Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Friday and Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. Follow their beat on Instagram and Facebook at Little Love Burger Tucson and mention you heard about them on Tipping Point for 15% off your next order. This is Bill Buckmaster, Congressman Raul Grijalva, at noon today on 1030, Tucson's Voice for Trusted News Talk. And good morning to you, Tucson, all of Southern Arizona, here in the final minutes of our final show this week. We are Monday to Friday, 9 to 10, here on Tipping Point with Zach Yenser on AM 1030, KVY The Voice, live out of the Common Workspace Studios. We're with Misha Harrison uh, this morning, the Executive Director of Experience Marketing and Brand Management, talking about the University of Arizona at South by Southwest, a major international gathering of creatives, technologists, musicians, artists, thinkers, influencers, uh, and more. Uh, we're talking about why the U of A is there, and uh, what what is the what is the brand of the university that we are communicating about ourselves out in the world and how do we pull together all the really awesome things we do in this community and share it as a cohesive message uh misha it is a live show we have listeners listening mm-hmm. and listening so intently that uh we've got some calls and i, I want to go to the phone line if you're uh, if you're down with that sure sure let's give it a go Cool. Uh, Misha Harrison, Louie is on the line. Louie, thanks for calling. Thanks for holding your live on the air. Go ahead. Yeah, of course. So wanted to start out with, I love the Wonder Campaign. I think it's beautiful and super impactful, Misha. Um, so keep up the good work. Uh, my question is about something you said a little bit earlier on, um, where a big part of your job and, and your team's job is to bring people to U of A. Um, mm-hmm. It feels like we've historically as a city been super okay with bringing in amazing talent, having them stay here for four or, you know, through their doctorate or whatever. And then as soon as they're trained up and ready to go, we kick them out of the city as fast as we can (laughs) and let them do great things um, in Phoenix and Texas and California. So I'm curious if your team has anything to do with, um, with retaining that, you know, I think U of A has a really symbiotic relationship with Tucson. And if you guys were to decide, Hey, Tucson's a place where innovation happens. Um, that is going to carry through. Louis, thanks you know, for your I call. Misha, go ahead. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Louie. I appreciate that. You know, I, I actually I deal with that myself when I go to hire. And so uh, I actually think that the Wonder House and some of the work that we do on campus is specifically geared toward retention. One of the things that we're doing at the Wonder House is the Entrepreneur's Lounge. So uh, the Entrepreneur's Lounge is something that's happened for 20-odd years at South By. And the small company that normally puts that on wasn't in a position to do that this year. And it normally happens in the same space we're in. So we're going to host it for at least a night. And part of the reason we're going to host it is because Tech Parks is going to be there in force. And so we're going to be trying to recruit businesses and talent to come and stay and work with us here at Tech Parks. That's also another part of it is to ensure that other professionals in the field that we focus on know that Tucson is a wonderful place to live and it's a wonderful place to work. So, yes, that's a big part of it. And then my team, from for experience, some of the things that we are working on are things that may may seem simple, but are actually quite critical. And that is we'll work on things like award ceremonies and celebrations for faculty, where they can actually create relationships with each other and have a tighter community network so that we are less likely to lose these brilliant minds. Because you know, and I know that a job is a job is a job. It's about the people. And so we are here to make sure that those people uh, stay connected and stay tight in with each other and feel supported. So yeah, that's, that's a huge part of what we're into. Misha, thanks for taking that call. Louie, thanks for your question, and uh, Misha, for your answer. Uh, I wanted to loop back real quick. We've about three or four minutes left here, Misha. The time always flies. Uh, I want to mention a couple specific numbers as a tiny clarification I mentioned at the top of our conversation about Tucson's water use. Uh, Tucson through Tucson Water brings in about 90,000 acre feet and stores and preserves uh, uh, 50,000 acre feet a year out of the 144,000 we bring in. We use 90, we save 50 in our aquifers for some time. And you mentioned, Misha, that Arizona, University of Arizona is a top rated water resources uh, research university. Did I catch that as well? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. The West Center, I would look it up, um, is where we have a, uh, it's basically a collaborative of all of the water scientists and our Department of Hydrology and Atmospheric Sciences is one of the top in the nation and top in the world. And so, yes, we are studying through various colleges and taking it from all different disciplines and all different tacks. And that's from architecture. That's from College of Ag and Life Sciences. Um, I think it's the School of Natural Resources and the Environment. So they're looking at it from all these different angles. And that's why we continually rate so highly, because I think we have some, oh, I don't know, I want to say it's over a dozen different programs focused on studying water, water conservation, uh, appropriate water use, um, ensuring that our built environment manages water appropriately, um, and then also patterning water. Uh, we don't have Laura Condon coming with us to South By, but she is a person to watch who is working with the Cybers program to uh, help get the um, help help water managers across the country understand what their groundwater usage is and how you know doing these gigantic models so that your basic water manager at a city level will understand what will happen if they move these pipes over here or put this building complex in over there i mean we are really quite a powerhouse in this field amazing Misha Harrison's been with us, the Executive Director of Experience Marketing and Brand Management. Misha, we've got about a minute and a half, maybe less. Any final words as uh, y'all get ready to head to South By in Austin later in the next month? 
Well, yeah, just keep an eye on us while we're there. And if you're in Austin, come and visit, please. Um, take a look at what we've got to offer. We're adding new pieces to this. Every day we have more speakers coming. Every day we have more experiences built in. Um, and so take a look at arizona.edu slash sxsw. Again, arizona.edu slash sxsw. And we're posting the full schedule on there. We have more acts that are acts, I should say acts. We have more speakers coming. Uh, in the next day or so that will be coming online and specifically our arts program. So check us out. I love it. You're very busy right now, Misha. I so appreciate you coming on and always love to tap back into here's what the U of A does really well. Here's how we can message it to the world. Maybe even more importantly, story tell to ourselves what we're good at and take advantage of it here. Misha, have a great weekend. Let's chat soon. Thank you. All right. Take care. Thank you. Thanks, Misha. That is, that's it for us on Monday. ASU President Dr. Michael Crow is our guest for the first time here in 2022 and more on the other side. Hugh Hewitt's up next. Bill Buckmaster at noon, Tucson. Stay safe out there. Have a great weekend.